Returning to the scenario about Jason and his supervisor, Dr. Pearson, what can we learn from Harvey's practices and the scenario described earlier? First of all, good supervision means giving specific writing advice, not vague commentary that this work is not good or doesn't hit the mark. Criticize the work, not the person. Dr. Pearson gave vague general criticism and criticized Jason, not the work he did. Secondly, a safe psychological environment means supervisors don't use intimidation or humiliation to criticize their students' work. Dr. Pearson called out Jason in front of other students. Instead, a private conversation that allows for the supervisor to speak to the problem and share ideas about how to improve the work is far more constructive. Finally, displaying anger can make people around you feel unsafe, especially by raising one's voice gruffly moving items or moving abruptly or showing disdain when others are speaking. For many students, they will shut down around that kind of behavior. This can lead to concealing mistakes and also lower motivation for fear of making more mistakes. There are two policies at the University of Alberta that undergird the University of Alberta's commitment to foster psychologically safe environments. First, the university has a policy on discrimination, harassment, and duty to accommodate that forbids bullying and harassment, intimidation, or unfair prejudice in the workplace. Second, the Provincial Occupational Health and Safety Act has deemed that psychological health and safety is an integral part of workplace safety. We all want to feel safe and supported in our jobs and learning environments. This podcast is to help us think about that in the context of supervisors of graduate students. The university's discrimination, harassment, and duty to accommodate policy defines harassment broadly as any behavior that threatens, intimidates, humiliates, offends, disrespects, or takes advantage of a graduate student. Harassment is also behavior that serves no legitimate purpose in the work environment and can impair a student's ability to work and learn. Harassment also involves the work environment as a whole and includes any behavior that undermines a respectful and equitable work environment. Bullying is a form of harassment that consists of persistent abusive behavior, misuse of power, or enforcement of unfair sanctions against a student. When behavior makes a student feel threatened, humiliated, or vulnerable, it is usually a form of bullying. What we would really like to emphasize is that bullying and harassment in the workplace can have profound effects on your students' self-esteem and development as scientists and scholars. In fact, unsafe psychological environments can contribute to overall poor mental health for graduate students. Behaviors that make a psychological environment feel unsafe include yelling, threats to students that a supervisor can harm their reputations in certain professional communities or countries, close surveillance on students' whereabouts throughout the workday, sudden outbursts of anger, the use of profanity in person or over email, and holding a student back from graduating to obtain more work out of them or publications with them. Unsafe psychological environments also include neglect, 
a lack of attention and time with the student when they reach critical junctures. These critical junctures would include, for example, a failed candidacy, switching research topics, major obstacles in the field, and personal tragedies such as a divorce or death in the family or being diagnosed with a serious illness. Many graduate students who are in distress report feeling abandoned by their supervisors at these critical junctures. Harassment, bullying, intimidation, and neglect interfere with learning and often make students feel unsafe. Poor supervision leads to higher dropout rates in graduate school and far longer completion times than is necessary. Although professors may try to create an egalitarian environment with their students, supervisors need to recognize there is an asymmetrical power dynamic between them. Graduate students need their supervisor more than the supervisor needs an individual student. This means that supervisors' behaviors have a greater effect on their students than their students generally have on them. And with this privilege and power of supervision, there is also significant responsibility. To a great extent, students' self-esteem depends on constructive feedback and positive affirmations. It is essential that supervisors strive to be self-aware about the messages and body language they are sending to their students. Some basic good practices include regular meetings, jointly discussing what normal progress in the program looks like, celebrating milestones met and other positive accomplishments, specific feedback, both good and bad, on field and written work, and on presentations. And finally, being able to listen and problem solve together with students, especially during critical junctures in the student's program. Faculty members don't only supervise their students, but carry out supervisory roles in classes, thesis committees, and in their programs by the mentorship and guidance provided to others. Supervisors can create safe psychological environments for students in all settings they work in, tied to the University of Alberta. If you feel that you have engaged in behavior toward a student that jeopardized their sense of psychological safety or did not meet the conduct standards you have set for yourself, there are steps you can take to amend this. Apologizing means so much, and it sets a good example for your students about how to handle mistakes, tension, or conflict. Apologizing to your student and discussing how the situation that contributed to the misstep can be avoided or prevented in the future increases trust and accountability in the relationship. Effective communication is an essential component of graduate supervision and goes a long way. In the next podcast of this training, we'll discuss frequent communication errors, how to avoid or remedy these, and how to communicate clearly and supportively with your graduate students.